When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, it is not often that I am on my phone trying to place a bet during a Sports Center update of a show that I'm hosting, but it just happened as we get started with Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We have breaking news, Myron, to start the show. The Cardinals have released the only quarterback on their roster that has won an NFL game, and it appears that they are going to go into the season with quite possibly the worst team anybody has ever seen. Myron, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, man. We are literally planning the show, and then we said, wait a minute, we have breaking news. Colt McCoy has been released, right? And now their quarterback room, to me, Aaron Goldhammer, looks like something from Super Tecmo Bowl or something. Like the names don't even seem real, but it's clear where the Cardinals are headed with this. I think they have their eye on a certain guy from USC. I think you could put him in their quarterback room right now if you want. (laughs) So on ESPN.com, they have Kyler Murray won. He's out, and he's not going to play this year probably. Yeah. Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. Yeah. Now, who is Clayton Toon? He is a fifth-round rookie out of Houston who's 24 years old, 6'3", 220. I don't know that they're going to go winless, Myron, but I had to do it. I, I saw yeah. the four-and-a-half yeah. at Caesar Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of ESPN. Yeah. And I went straight there, and I was like, man, I've got to take advantage of the under four-and-a-half on this because – it just feels like whenever it feels this easy, it's usually not. No. But this is the least talented team I've ever seen. And I think, you know, it sets up a conversation about tanking in football because normally we have this conversation about the NBA. Yeah. This is an even bigger tank job than when the Browns went 0-16 on purpose in 2017. Yeah, even Victor Wimbanyama's like, whoa, slow down, Cardinals. Like, wait a minute, man, you're moving <laughs> a little too fast there, right, with this whole tanking effort. We do talk about the NBA, about tanking. And the thing about the NBA is when teams tank in the NBA, which Adam Silver's really cracked down on that, you're tanking for an opportunity that may never come. There's no guarantee that you get the number one pick. Right. It's just the idea that it's possible. Yep. This is the worst team in the league gets the number one pick. You just gave up Colt McCoy who's clearly more qualified than Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. Again, yep. these don't even seem like real names. You yep. are going for that number one pick, Caleb Williams. I don't know what the NFL does, but this feels more deliberate than anything that was happening with Wimbanyama last year in the NBA. Yes, yeah, I would agree with that, and I think this might spur Roger Goodell to say, we have to stop this, and we've got to do a draft lottery. Let, no. let me make the case for the NFL draft lottery, if I'm an owner. Number one, you know the NFL loves big events. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Myron, they could do it in Times Square with a yeah. giant lotto machine. You know, like, can't you envision the NFL yeah. doing this? Who's going to get Caleb Williams? Oh, my God. It's yeah. first take. Get up. and We're broadcasting <laughs> live. Everybody. Yeah. So that's number one. They can make a big event out of it. That's all the NFL does is they yes. make a big event out of everything. Number two, I think it is a little bit about fairness here. 
and competitive integrity. You know, the teams that have the Cardinals on the schedule, how about the other teams in the NFC West? How about betting them to make the playoffs because they have two free wins. The Rams have two free wins. The Seahawks, two free wins. The Niners, they, they, they don't have to try in those games. The wild thing to me about this tank job, they could tank with Colt McCoy. Yeah, they could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they didn't need to to rub salt in the existing wound of what their team is by cutting the only guy that could possibly keep them within two touchdowns of anybody else. Yeah, they they said, let's just be sure. You know what I mean? We we don't want to take any chances here about where we're headed uh, to try to get Caleb Williams. I mean, this also, to me, signals the end of Kyler Murray and kind of whatever that means for them and how they move on from him, but... This is a team that is doing things that you didn't even see in the NBA. In the NBA, it was the talk of the league for two years with Victor Wimbanyama. And you saw teams getting rid of key guys before the trade deadline, clearly not putting their best foot forward. Right. But this is something else entirely. This is the most important player on the field. And maybe your team is led by a fifth-round rookie from Houston. It, it just right. – Right. Does it make sense to me that the NFL isn't having a bigger conversation about tanking, I, I, but yet the NBA is? You know, I think that this is going to start the conversation on Park it Avenue has to. about it. Uh, Myron, they have two quarterback starts from Josh Dobbs in Tennessee last year on their team. Yes, Not, crazy. you know, from their starting quarterback, whatever. Their team's all over starting rookies. Indy, uh, Houston, we found out last night with C.J. Stroud. Carolina, obviously, is going to start Bryce Young. This is, but those guys, they have Andy Dalton and Gardner Minshew as backups. Yeah. They have guys that have started a lot of games in the NFL and have a lot of experience to impart to the young players. The Cardinals are doing something unseen before in NFL history to go into a year with two quarterback starts on their team, and that's it. I mean, you're basically signing up for it. looks like organizationally they're saying, not only do we want to be bad, yeah. not only do we want to tank, but we don't want to win one stinking game. And we're going to do everything in our power to yep. prevent us having any chance at all of winning just one. And it also leads to what's happening with Kyler Murray. Before the season, the Cardinals were asked about Kyler Murray and his status. They wouldn't give us updates. They said, you know, we're not certain. We don't have a timetable. Those are the exact words, right? So now, okay, no timetable about Kyler Murray. Maybe he's back by week four, maybe December. Who knows beyond that? With this move, it means we will not see Kyler Murray during the 2023 season. There's no chance of that happening. They have already made a decision about Kyler Murray. They've made a decision about moving on from Kyler Murray, even though an $81 million dead cap hit feels like a problem, even if that's your goal. This feels like the end of the Kyler Murray experiment. So it's not to me just a team getting rid of Colt McCoy. You've got two starts total between your two quarterbacks. You've got an all-pro kind of quarterback right there rehabbing injury, and you're saying, no, nah, yeah. man, we're not going to take any chance of putting you on the field. You're trade bait in yeah. 2024. We're here to lose every game that we can. Well, look, for some reason they decided to give him this giant contract when also it was clear, Myron, that they didn't trust him. And They didn't the, trust him, the, no. The, the decision for the Cardinals to go all the way back to this, to be tanking like this, goes all the way back to their decision to pay Kyler Murray even though they had to put a clause in his contract about the amount of time that he spent studying his playbook and the amount of time that he spent playing video games. I mean, this isn't us just inventing this stuff. They had to put it 
in his contract, yeah. and then it became public so that everybody knew about it. And now, in fact, by putting that clause in, Myron, they're hurting Kyler Murray's trade value because on the one hand, you could think about him as a guy who is an electric player, who could make all kinds of plays all over the field, Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick in the draft, all those things. When I think about Kyler Murray now, I think about does he work hard enough? And then I also yeah. think injury prone because he's five foot nothing and playing this league when you get hit, I'm going to get concerned about you getting hurt all the time. Yeah, that's talk radio, right? That, that's what we do. The NFL is different. The NFL has given Kirk Cousins $230 million, right? The NFL has given a bunch of guys who are not necessarily elite players multiple contracts. Kyler Murray is more talented than a guy like that. Healthy Kyler Murray is a really good quarterback. 67 career completion percentage. The durability stuff is real. The leadership stuff is real, 100%. I think you have to separate the two because I think at his best, he is a top 10 level talent. I'm not saying that's what he'll be the rest of his career, but that is his ceiling. I think that's why the Cardinals know that somebody is going to say, you know what? Yep. I don't know if he works hard enough. I got questions about his durability, but the ceiling is extremely high with him, and I don't think that's changed for Kyler Murray. I mean, I also wonder his trade value, because I'm assuming now, do you it's agree a lot with of me money. Kyler Murray has played his last game as an Arizona Cardinal? I mean, I don't know how they're, they're going to bring him back now to win them a couple games so that after all this, they don't get the number one pick in the draft. There's no yeah. chance of that. And then if they get the top pick, they're going to take Caleb Williams. It feels like the end. But I remember the conversation we had about Carson Wentz during a similar juncture when it was clear that Jalen Hurts was going to be the guy. Carson Wentz was a backup and the Eagles were going to move on. The conversation we had around that was, what do you do about the dead cap hit? What do you do about this contractual burden that comes with moving on from Carson Wentz? That was under $40 million, I believe, Aaron Goldhammer. Yeah. If you trade Kyler Murray after this season, it is an $81 million dead cap hit. I'm not smart enough to understand if you can mess with those numbers, play with those numbers. I don't know. But $81 million would be a third of this year's salary cap. Oh so that, God. to me, is going to be the challenge for Arizona. So I do think, Aaron, although logically what you're saying makes sense, you're bringing Caleb Williams. You're not going to have Kyler Murray out there uh, sort of as a shadow if you're trying to boost this number one pick that you're going to have on your roster potentially next season. Yeah. However... What do you do about this gigantic number that makes it feel like he might have to be on your roster a yep. year from now? It's a massive albatross. And the other piece of it is the contract, the, the five-year $230 million extension that he signed. Not all of that is guaranteed, by the way. There's an out after yes. like 2027. But yeah. it, it doesn't start no. The, the contract doesn't start until 2024. So he's not even on the new deal yet. And the team is clearly punted on him as their existing guy. So based on having that contract and the leadership questions and the injury questions, okay, I don't think you're getting a second-round pick for Kyler Murray. I think we're talking about a fourth or a fifth or something like that because whoever takes him on, it's not just taking on the talent of a guy who was drafted yep. number one overall. It's also taking on an albatross contract, and it's taking on a guy who just keeps getting hurt. And really, the best football he's played, Myron, has been in September and October. 
And even yes. those years when he was playing well, don't you remember he kind of fell off as the season went on because he kept taking hit after hit yeah, after show hit. Yeah, and, show and, and, and he wasn't the same player in December and January in the playoffs than he was in September and October when he was lighting up the league. If you're talking about durability, I'm with you. The, the durability concerns are real, and that will make some teams hesitant. This is not a league that's really built for guys to play that position under six feet. Uh, hello, Carolina, uh, line two, pick yes. up, right? Because yes. at the end of the day, that's yes. something you have to think about. The durability concerns are real. The leadership stuff is real. That's on Kyler Murray. I don't have any sympathy for Kyler Murray in that regard. Like At right. the end of the day, this is a guy who – kind of came into the league with a little bit of arrogance. That was the knock against him. And then it became clear that maybe he wasn't all in when it came to studying the playbook. I'm with you there. But the ceiling is still going to be something that these teams consider. Mind you, okay, Trey Lance just got traded for a fourth-round pick, a guy who might not even be able to play in this league. Kyler Murray will get more than that because there are teams in this league that have guys who are those middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks, and they're going to see Kyler Murray and go, you know what, if I can get him to stay healthy, I got a top-ten-level dude. I see what you're saying. I disagree, though. I I think Trey Lance is still on his rookie deal, and somebody's convinced – that they could take a guy who's only making a few million dollars a year, like the financial risk on him is lower. Now he's proven a lot. Where are you at? Where are you at, Aaron? Has. Where are you at, Aaron? Where do you work? I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, there's a team in your city that gave a guy yes. two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Correct, and he had only played six games. Since or you know, six games since 2020, right? We've seen him, right? We've, uh, we've along seen him with, now play six along with, games since 2020. Along with criminal uh, investigations, $230 million guaranteed, no matter what, he gets that money. There's no out clause on that, right? Correct. So that's the NFL we're in, Aaron. Yeah. Like you're in a city where they just gave a dude $230 million with all kinds of risks attached to it. My right. point is... But he's, t- he's proven he could lead the league in passing, though, Myron. Like I, I, don't, I think Watson played better than Kyler Murray ever has. Fair. I I think healthy Kyler Murray has a comparable ceiling. Sean Watson had accomplished more. I'm with you there. My point is teams spend money for the potential to get the best of a player if they think it's worth it. And I think Kyler Murray, to some teams, maybe not all teams, there are some teams that are going to put him in that category of, listen, if it works out and we get this dude healthy, the best of what he is, you got a star there still. Like, I don't there, think that conversation is over for Kyler Murray. Is there any way they trade Kyler Murray now? Because how I don't I don't understand the cap. I got to admit, I don't understand all yeah, the that's cap a lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot and, of money. And so, and so I feel like, like we almost need like somebody. a capologist we need to come help. on and tell us. Yeah. Because it does kind of make sense. Like if you're investing in Kyler Murray, you want to get him in your building now so that you can watch the rehab process but, and so that you can get him back on the field when he's ready and he can start learning your playbook. You know, but, if, if that's the investment that you want to make and that's the player you want to go after. But is he the kind of guy, Aaron, after a move like this, when he can clearly see what's happening and where the team is headed? Is he the kind of guy that's going to cooperate with whatever you want? Or is he the kind of guy who goes, hey, Cardinals, uh, let me know when you trade me. I'm going to be over here rehabbing on my own away from the team because I don't want to be a part of that. So I think he is that kind of personality where it's like the divorce is happening. It's just not official. Yeah, with those. Yeah, two. but 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 if I traded for him, I would want to get him into my culture, you know, mm-hmm. and assimilate him into my team before 
you know, then I got to take the risk on a guy who the Cardinals have just been rehabbing, but they know they're not going to play. Like, are they really going to do the best job of getting him back and ready to go when they know that the first thing they're going to do when he's ready to play is ship him right out the door to somebody else? I don't know how much they care at this point. To me, when you do what they did today, yeah. and it's clear who you're going after, yeah. in a way it feels like, you know what? We want everything to end well when it comes to Kyler Murray, yep. but we're okay if it doesn't. And yep. I think that is the message that they sent today. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. We're in for the guys, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're just joining us, the breaking news, we knew the Cardinals were tanking anyway. But this is the most blatant tanking move, Myron, that I can remember in NFL history. They have decided to cut their starting quarterback, Colt McCoy, who is a veteran, who's been in the league for a decade plus. They have decided to let him go, and they now have two quarterback starts, not wins. They have zero quarterback wins. They have two quarterback starts for Josh Dobbs on their roster. And I'm curious, Myron, if anybody is a Cardinal fan out there listening to this show— I think we've got to get their reaction to this. Are you buying your Caleb Williams jerseys now? Or do you feel like this is a bit of an affront to you? Myron, there are people who spent money for suites and season tickets. There is no worse ticket to own right now in the NFL and in all of sports than the Arizona Cardinals. So 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you root for this team... Myron, how do you think you'd feel if you were a Cardinal fan, you get this news today? Lied to, you know, I think more than anything. Like, even though you understood the situation they were in, I don't think you thought they would give up uh, in late August, a week and a half before the season starts. And not sticking with Colt McCoy feels like you're saying, we're really trying to be deliberate about losing as many games as possible. And as, as a fan, even if I want Caleb Williams, I never want to see my team in that state. Yeah, I just don't know. Jonathan Gannon walks into that locker room today. What does he say? Talk about a difficult spot for a new coach. I mean, I'd want to walk into the Bidwells and get a contract extension right now if I was Jonathan Gannon. And I haven't coached one game yet because I'm worried that if I go 0-17 that everybody's going to, like, blame me when really, (laughs) like, this was all orchestrated. This was all done purposefully. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bob in Phoenix is next up with us on ESPN Radio. Bob, you a Cardinal fan? I am, but it's frustrating because as long as the Bidwells own the team, this is not a surprise. They have a history of making terrible moves, and you can just add this one to the list. Well, it's embarrassing. This is a level of embarrassment beyond drafting the wrong quarterback or signing the wrong guy or, you know, the the highlight of your team's franchise history, Myron, being Rod Tidwell catching a touchdown That's pass a in Jerry Maguire. Okay? Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's ugly. It, it, it's But th- this is on a whole nother – this is intentional. Like, how do you explain this in a press conference? I'm dying to hear yeah. what this press conference sounds like. Uh, guys, are you planning on losing on purpose? What was it about Josh Dobbs in the five minutes that you had with him that you liked? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Is Toon a real quarterback, or is he a Tecmo Bowl quarterback? Uh, Myron Metcalf said he was a Tecmo Bowl quarterback on ESPN. Uh, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Myron. Up next, does the NFL have a tanking problem, and can you solve it? Plus, is this the season that actually determines the future of the Dallas Cowboys? We're just getting started. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN App. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The countdown to kickoff rolls on. Only 10 days until the NFL season begins. I don't see any Super Bowl hangover with this game. Continuing coverage. We got Northright, Clamp, South Fox, H-Top, Pass 38, Top Gumby, XP, Sweat. Let's go. Camp to camp, team to team. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. Well, we have dubbed this perhaps the biggest tank job maybe in the history of sports. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. We are presented by Progressive. If you're just joining us, breaking news. I didn't exactly have the Arizona Cardinals on our bingo card for show topics today, Myron, but here they are. They cut Colt McCoy, the only quarterback on their team that had won a game as a starter before. And now they have Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon and a lot of losing coming up this year. We bring in one of the best in the biz, ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick, our front office insider, joins us now. Lewis, when you saw the news about Colt McCoy, what was your reaction? Um, just how unfortunate for the Arizona fan base, for the Cardinals fan base, that Kyler not being brought off of PUP, you you're, you cut Colt McCoy. Look, no one ever wants to believe. Well, I didn't say that. No one ever really wants to see their team tank, especially before the season even begins. Because right now, like, seasons are, you know, fan base optimism is at its all-time high. Everybody believes as though their team can compete for a division title, conference title, Super Bowl. Except unless you're an Arizona Cardinals fan right now where you clearly see the writing on the wall that they're not expecting anything out of 2023. It doesn't matter what anyone down there says. 
They don't expect anything. Of course, the speculation is going to ramp up right now as far as, is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it someone else that they had their eyes on? And it's just unfortunate because now when you spin it back to their actual quarterback room right now, and you spin it back to, you know, the contract, you know, that, that Kyle Murray signed, the five-year deal that he had signed, it's just, there were, there were just so many, there were so many, look, I, and I know this is an injury situation, but there were just so many things that, so many questions that have always surrounded their investment, you know, at that position, and in particular in him, whether or not he was the guy, whether he was the guy to lead them into the future, did he have the requisite, you know, level of maturity, did he have the requisite level of backing amongst his teammates, and all the different things that Steve Kime had done to bring in guys like J.J. Watt and A.J. Green and Rodney Hudson because they didn't think they had good leadership, James Conner, all those guys they had brought in because they weren't getting it from the quarterback position. For now to come down to, well, he's just, He's going to start the year on PUP. We're going to get rid of Colt McCord. And we're going to let Josh Dobbs, who I love and respect, go ahead and, you know, take the wheel for the beginning of this. It's just, yeah, you might as well just go ahead and pack it in and let's just see what happens for 2024. And that's unfortunate. Lewis, obviously it looks like they would move in, move on from Kyler Murray, but there's an $81 million dead cap hit. How will all of this complicate the trade market for Kyler Murray if they make that decision? Well, yeah, I mean, there's that clearly for 24 would be. You tell me if you're if you're an acquiring prospective uh, acquiring GM, given what he will be coming off of in terms of injury, what he has put on tape, and what his reputation is, you know, that has preceded him throughout the you know, as it relates to the beginning of his career and his leadership in the locker room and all, would you be willing to? want to try to figure out a way to acquire him under that contract, under that existing contract, number one. Number two, if you're the if you're the Cardinals, what do you do? What are you thinking right now? Like I said, this investment that you made in him is one that you're sitting there going, what have we done? You know, who knows? Maybe the Cardinals are feeling as though, you know, he still is their long-term plan. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's hard to really tell what they're thinking is. This is a team that drafted quarterbacks in the first round in back-to-back years. Okay, so there's just no telling what they're thinking and what their plan is. You could be thinking they're going to be your left and they be your right. I, I really don't know. It's one of the more perplexing organizations in the NFL from my standpoint and the way I see them. I just don't know what the hell they're going to do from year to year. And um, this is just another indication of that. Lewis, we saw the Browns do this and end up going 0-16. What, if anything, do you think the NFL can do to curb some of the blatant tanking that the NBA has had to deal with the last few years? really don't know. I mean, it's, it's, this is one of these situations where, look, I mean, obviously it's not like Kyler isn't, you know, dealing with a legitimate injury. He is. Um, the cutting of Colt McCoy, that makes you, you know, of course that makes you raise some eyebrows. But, you know, when you're talking about a largely subjective business where you could sit there and say, well, we, you know, we want to say what Josh Dobbs has. He's never really been given the opportunity to be a, you know, a full-time starting quarterback for, you know, consecutive weeks to where we can get a good look at him. We know what Colt McCoy is. I mean, they can justify it by doing that. They can, they can say, look, this isn't tanking. This is what, in our estimation, is we think best for the long-term, short-term and long-term future of our franchise. But, I mean, we all know that how this really looks. Um, I, I really don't have an answer to that, man. I, I, I really don't. I, I hate to see these kind of situations come up. 
But again, it doesn't it doesn't shock me. It, it doesn't shock me that is that it's happening with this organization. Lewis, that wasn't only a curious uh, quarterback move that's been made in recent days. The Cowboys traded fourth-round pick to get Trey Lance, and the narrative has been, well, this puts more pressure on Dak. How real is that conversation about what this Trey Lance move means for Dak Prescott? I think it's very real, especially considering the fact that uh, the man who pulled the trigger on this trade, the owner, GM, maybe you know, part-time coach, you know, <laughs> you know who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, considering that he didn't let anybody know that this is what he was doing, he didn't consult his head coach. It didn't sound like he didn't consult the quarterback. You know, these are the kind of things when you're doing this kind of thing, when you're trading for a top five overall player at that position in particular, at that unique position, when you've already have a franchise quarterback who you've invested a lot of money in and you know who there is conversation swirling around him concerning, is he the future? Is he worth that investment? Is he worth another significant investment down the road? A, uh, another extension? You know when you don't inform people where there's constantly speculation around them about you, a pending transaction of this magnitude, that it's going to invite more speculation. It's going to invite more questions, not only from us, but from them too, about what is going on. And you're not going to tell me that Jerry doesn't know exactly what he's doing. You're not going to tell me he just, oh, you know what, I didn't have time to inform you and talk to you about it and see how you felt about it. Now, does he have to tell him? No. But you also know what the effects are going to be both in your locker room and outside your locker room when you pull off this kind of deal. And to me, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but that's a very calculated thing that you did. Both in terms of, look, I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not faulting the football move. I would have done the same thing. I just would have told the two most important people in the organization outside of myself, that this move was happening. Lewis Riddick, our guest. Lewis, we know tomorrow is maybe the most difficult day of the year around the NFL. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Can you give mm. us a story about either getting cut, making a team, or in your front office life, having to cut someone or telling someone that they made it? Because there are a few fun stories that come out of a day like tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? There are fun. There are a few fun stories that come out of it, but as it's happening, it's the worst part of sports. It's the worst part of the NFL, both on the, both for the player, and for the coaches and general managers. Unless, of course, you know you're a player who was just a pain in the you know what anyway, and they couldn't wait to get you out of there. But by and large, to see the the disappointment and dejection in the eyes of players when they realize that your journey stops here with us, it may not stop, but it stops here with us is something that you never get used to delivering that news. And as a player, having been told that it is the worst feeling, knowing everything that you invest, everything that the people who support you invest, and then having to go back and tell the worst part, quite honestly, is having to go back and tell your family that it's not working here doesn't mean it's over, but it's not working here because you start feeling like you failed them. And then they don't know what to say to you. They, I mean, because they know what kind of time and what kind of effort you put into it. And so, look, there, there's been there's things that come out that come out of it that end up being great stories on the other side because a lot of times, you know, quickly after you feel that level of dejection, you get right back to work 
and you understand that, especially if you're a younger player, that, look, I've just got to keep on grinding. And then when you are able to find your home and find your spot, and I did that, I did that very thing. And you're able to get to an organization that values your your skill level and values what you bring to a locker room and all, and you make a team and you're, you know, you're, and you're in the mix and you're grinding from week to week and playing in big games, that story, that path, you oftentimes look back on days like today when you got released as turning points for you. And you definitely can spin it positive. It's like I did, like it happened for myself, but it is the worst of the profession to see that temporary dejection. And it, it really, it, it's like physically painful. It really is. And it's, um, but you know it going into it that that's part of it. And that's the risk you take. And that's why it ain't for everybody. It really is not for everybody, man. It's hard to bust your rear end your entire life and then have someone tell you you're not good enough, at least not for us. And then there's the unknown about, well, who, who does want me? Is anybody going to want me? Because the hardest thing as a human being is to work with the kind of commitment you need to work with to be a professional athlete when you don't know when the payoff's going to come. Most humans would quit. They'd be like, I, I, I need to have, I need to know what, what the, you know, what the finish, where the finish line is. I'm not just going to work just to work, but that's what this profession requires in this, in this situation. So my hat's off to every single guy who gets cut today because I know they're going to continue to put in the work and be ready for their next opportunity. Lewis, appreciate the time very much. That's Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider. You can follow him on Twitter. It is at L. Riddick ESPN. That's at L. Riddick ESPN. Up next on Canty and Carlin, a 12-year-old kid had perhaps the best moment of his sports career. We talk about it. It happened yesterday. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Challenge him and 
walk-off home run in the Little League World Series in the championship game, the athletic peak of a kid's life as a 12-year-old. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. Lewis Lappy launched walk-off home run, yeah. knocks out Curacao in the Little League World Series, wins the title for California. And that is a story, Myron, that he will be telling his grandchildren 80 years from now. It's the greatest thing that could ever happen to somebody at that age. Like, it's one of those things that you dream of. And for it to actually happen on national TV, to be a hero the way that he is, man, it's, it's so cool for him and that team that that's a memory that they'll always have years and years from now, man. Yeah. So I imagine he walks back into school, right? Like... Is Carried he the back most, into school. Is he? Is he is. How is? What's his walk like? And what well, do you think his social scene is like in eighth grade? First off, I'm not walking. If I'm him, there's a chariot coming to pick me up, <laughs> taking me from my home to school. And then, you know, right away, I think I would tell the teachers personally, Aaron. Listen, this year after what I did, homework is optional. You know what I mean? So, yep. yep. Your people talk to my people. We'll decide kind of what we're going to do with that. Sure. And then the biggest thing he has to do. He's got to go to his crush. I don't know who it is, but probably somebody, you know, in this world that he maybe had his eye on. Sure. And just, you know, say, listen, I don't know if you saw me yesterday on TV, you know, kind of did a thing, but uh, call me if you're interested. You know, uh, I got to go talk to uh, some of these celebrities who hit me, slid in my DMs and uh, we can talk later. <laughs> I mean, I, I would just, I would milk it. I would, I would take it as far as I could, Aaron. I would carry the bat with me everywhere <laughs> I went yes. so that, and wear my yes. jersey so that just in case you didn't see me on national TV hitting the yeah. walk-off home run in the Little League World Series. Now, I don't know. Maybe Lewis Lappy will one day hit a walk-off home run to win a w- real World Series. That's possible. And that, w- that would supplant this. But there's a good chance this might be the highlight of his athletic life, his athletic yeah. peak. I have a hole-in-one, Myron. Hit last summer, number 16, Shaker Heights Country Club. Oh, like a legit. Up a hill. Yeah. Wow. And it, it was a beautiful shot. It hit the green and it rolled straight in. Drinks for everybody. Yeah. It'll never get better athletically for me than that. What was your athletic peak? Uh, probably uh, state championship, 4 by 100 track and field, sophomore year of high school. Yeah, state about, title. We were state champs, man. Yeah. And then, and then they interviewed me after, and I was in – uh, MJ mode. I was yeah. saying a lot of crazy stuff, like we're the best in the world. I was like, "Come see us." Can Anybody wants these us? quotes? It was, we gotta this, go digging through. Ask the Milwaukee Journal. I was, I was out of control. <laughs> I was out of control. It was wild. I love it. Well, what was your athletic peak? Triple Eight say ESPN. We'll take your calls coming up. Also, the Cowboys made a big trade. Is their quarterback vulnerable? We discuss. I'm Aaron Goldhammer's Meyer Metcalf, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.